Nor must you think that such people do not sometimes recognize their loss. Indeed, you will hear many of those to whom great prosperity is a burden sometimes, crying out amidst their hordes of clients or their pleadings in law courts or their other honorable miseries. It's impossible to live. Of course it's impossible. All those who call you to themselves draw you away from yourself. How many days has that defendant stolen from you? Or that candidate? Or that old lady worn out with burying her ears? Or that man shamming an illness to excite the greed of legacy hunters? Or that influential friend who keeps people like you not for friendship but for display? Mark off, I tell you, and review the days of your life. You will see that very few, the useless remnants, have been left to you. One man who has achieved the badge of office he coveted longs to lay it aside and keeps repeating, Will this year never end? Another man thought it a great coup to win the chance of giving games. But having given them, he says, When shall I be rid of them? That advocate is grabbed on every side throughout the forum and fills the whole place with a huge crowd extending further than he can be heard. But he says, when will vacation come? Everyone hustles his life along and is troubled by a longing for the future and weariness of the present. But the man who spends all his time on his own needs, who organizes every day as though it were his last, neither longs for nor fears the next day. For what new pleasures can any hour now bring him? He has tried everything and enjoyed everything to repletion. For the rest, fortune can dispose as she likes. His life is now secure. Nothing can be taken from this life and you can only add to it as if giving to a man who is already full and satisfied, food which he does not want but can hold. So you must not think a man has lived long because he has white hair and wrinkles. He has not lived long, just existed long. For suppose you should think that a man ha had had a long voyage who had been caught in a raging storm as he left harbour and carried hither and thither and driven round and round in a circle by the rage of opposing winds. He did not have a long voyage, just a long tossing about. surprised to see some people demanding the time of others and meeting a most obliging response. Both sides have in view the reason for which the time is asked and neither regards the time itself as if nothing there is being asked for and nothing given. They are trifling with life's most precious commodity, being deceived because it is an intangible thing, not open to inspection and therefore reckoned very cheap, in fact almost without any value. People are delighted to accept pensions and gratuities, for which they hire out their labour or their support or their services. But nobody works out the value of time, 
men use it lavishly as if it costs nothing. But if death threatens these same people, you will see them praying to their doctors. If they are in fear of capital punishment, you will see them prepared to spend their all to stay alive. So inconsistent are they in their feelings. But if each of us could have the tally of his future years set before him, as we can of our past years, how alarmed would we would be those who saw only a few years ahead and how carefully would they use them and yet it is easy to organize an amount however small which is assured we have to be more careful in preserving what will cease at an unknown point but you are not to think that these people do not know how precious time is they commonly say to those they are particularly fond of that they are ready to give them some of their years and they do give them without being aware of it but the gift is such that they themselves lose without adding anything to others but what they actually do not know is whether they are losing thus they can bear the loss of what they do not know has gone no one will bring back the years no one will restore you to yourself life will follow the path it began to take and will neither reverse nor check its course it will cause no commotion to remind you of its swiftness but glide on quietly it will not lengthen itself for a king's command or a people's favor as it started out on its first day so it will run on nowhere pausing or turning aside what will be the outcome you have been preoccupied while life hastens on Meanwhile death will arrive and you have no choice in making yourself available for that Can anything be more idiotic than certain people who boast of their foresight? They keep themselves officiously preoccupied in order to improve their lives. They spend their lives in organizing their lives. They direct their purposes with an eye to a distant future. But putting things off is the biggest waste of life. It snatches away each day as it comes. and denies us the present by promising the future the greatest obstacle to living is expectancy which hangs upon tomorrow and loses today you are arranging what lies in fortune's control and abandoning what lies in yours what are you looking at to what goal are you straining the whole future lies in uncertainty live immediately listen to the cry of our greatest poet who as though inspired with divine utterance sings salutary verses life's finest day for wretched mortals here is always first to flee why do you linger he means why are you idle if you don't grasp it first it flees and even if you do grasp it it will still flee so you must match time's swiftness with your speed in using it and you must drink quickly as though from a rapid stream that will not always flow 
in chastising endless delay to the poet very elegantly speaks not of the finest age but finest day however greedy you are why are you so unconcerned and so sluggish while time flies so fast extending months and years in a long sequence ahead of you the poet is telling you about the day and about this very day that is escaping so can it be doubted that for wretched mortals that is the preoccupied the finest day is always the first to flee old age overtakes them while they are still mentally childish and they face it unprepared and unarmed for they have made no provision for it stumbling upon it suddenly and unawares and without realizing that it was approaching day by day just as travelers are beguiled by conversation or reading or some profound meditation and find they have arrived at their destination before they knew they were approaching it so it is with this unceasing and extremely fast moving journey of life which waking or sleeping we make at the same pace the preoccupied become aware of it only when it is over if i wanted to divide my theme into different headings and offer proofs i would find many arguments to prove that the preoccupied find life very short but fabianus who was not one of today's academic philosophers but the true old fashioned sort used to say that we must attack the passions by brute force and not by logic that the enemy's line must be turned by a strong attack and not by pin pricks for vices have to be crushed rather than picked at still in order that the people concerned may be censured for their own individual faults they must be taught and not just given up for lost life is divided into three periods past present and future of these the present is short the future is doubtful the past is certain for this last is the one over which fortune has lost her power which cannot be brought back to anyone's control but this is what preoccupied people lose for they have no time to look back at their past and even if they did it is not pleasant to recall activities they are ashamed of so they are unwilling to cast their minds back to times ill spent which they dare not relive if their vices and recollection become obvious even those vices whose insidious approach was disguised by the charm of some momentary pleasure no one willingly reverts to the past unless all his actions have passed his own censorship which is never deceived the man who must fear his own memory is the one who has been ambitious in his greed arrogant in his contempt uncontrolled in his victories treacherous in his deceptions rapacious in his plundering and wasteful in his squandering and yet this is the period of our time which is sacred and dedicated which has passed beyond all human risks and is removed from fortune's sway which cannot be harassed by want or fear or attacks of illness it cannot be disturbed or snatched from us it is an untroubled everlasting possession in the present we have only one day at a time each offering a minute at a time but all the days of the past will come to your call you can detain and inspect them at your will something which the preoccupied have no time to do 
It is the mind which is tranquil and free from care which can roam through all the stages of its life. The minds of the preoccupied, as if harnessed in a yoke, cannot turn round and look behind them. So their lives vanish into an abyss, and just as it is, no use pouring any amount of liquid into a container without a bottom to catch and hold it, so it does not matter how much time we are given if there is nowhere for it to settle. It escapes through the cracks and holes of the mind. The present time is extremely short, so much so that some people are unaware of it, for it is always on the move, flowing on in a rush. It ceases before it has come and does not suffer delay any more than the firmament or the stars, whose unceasing movement never pauses in the same place. And so the preoccupied are concerned only with the present, and it is so short that it cannot be grasped, and even this is stolen from them while they are involved in their many distractions.